and welcome to another edition of the Screen Nerds Podcast. My name is Michael Burgett, and thanks for joining me for this rescreen episode of Dave, the 1993 comedy film starring Kevin Klein, Sigourney Weaver, Frank Langella, Kevin Dunn, Laura Linney, Ben Rames, Charles Grodin, and Ben Kingsley. Uh, just got done rewatching the film and wanted to share some of my thoughts on uh, when I saw it the first time and what I saw uh, as I rewatched it here again. Uh, probably the first time that I saw this film was, I think, a rental. Um, family rented it uh, from the local video store, VHS, and that was probably the first time that I saw the film because I didn't see the film in theaters. Uh, I was. When it released, I was 13 at the time, and so I uh, hadn't really gotten to go to the theaters as much on my own. Uh, uh, that was still a couple years away, but uh, this was a film, I'm pretty sure the first time I saw it was uh, we rented it uh, at the local video store and uh, really just enjoyed it because it's just a fun film. And uh, obviously, the first time I saw it, uh, it was one of those films that uh, I enjoyed it, but the more that I saw it uh, and the older that I got, the more that I really enjoyed the film and got more of it and understood it and really just uh, fell in love with the film. And it's become one of my favorite uh, comedic films of all time just because it's uh, funny. It's got a lot of uh, laughs to it, but it also has a lot of sincerity and just a lot of heart to it. And I feel like that that's really what resonates with me the most about this film is that it has that uh, sincerity to it and I think that uh, it's it's that sincerity that isn't always present in uh, these type of films and so I I think that's why it really kind of stuck with me uh, through all these years and even rewatching it again uh, this time uh, I saw that sincerity to it, and it just really stuck with me. Um, If you don't know or don't remember the premise of this film, uh, it's about a guy named Dave who is an impersonator uh, for the President of the United States. He is a body double, essentially. like He looks like uh, the President, uh, Bill Mitchell. And so he, Dave, works as a temp agent, uh, helping people find jobs, and he, on the side, does impersonations of the president. And he is called by uh, Bob Alexander, the chief of staff, uh, and Alan, who is the press secretary, uh, because uh, there is a need for a body double at an event uh, that the president, Bill Mitchell, is speaking at, and they find Dave and... Dave steps in. Well, Bill Mitchell is because of his uh, indiscretions. Uh, that's why he needed a body double. Well, one of these indiscretions, he ends up having a stroke and is incapacitated. And Bob and Alan decide to keep Dave around to essentially continue impersonating the president uh, before Bob kind of essentially finds his way into becoming president. And so they use Dave as kind of that uh, stopgap. And you have all the shenanigans of this regular guy, Dave, who is thrown into just an extraordinary situation of being the president. And he's having to fool everybody, including Bill's wife, Ellen, who's played by Sigourney Weaver. 
and really that's the premise of the film is this you know this nobody guy who becomes the president of the united states and uh tries to do right by by the people and so uh like i said i love this film it's one of my favorite films uh, and rewatching it again it just kind of cements that whole idea of uh why i love this film and especially because of the cast uh, i already mentioned before kevin klein who plays both uh, President Mitchell and Dave, and he does a great job in both ends because he plays the genuine, heartwarming guy of Dave Kovac, and at the same time, he plays the schmarmy, stuck-up, arrogant Bill Mitchell, and very different characters, and he plays both of them very well, and uh, you you see that dichotomy almost of. Uh, Bill Mitchell is like the complete opposite of Dave Kovac in just how he acts and how he treats people. And it's just really cool how uh, Kevin Klein did, did both of those roles and did them well. Uh, I already mentioned Sigourney Weaver playing Ellen Mitchell, uh, the first lady. Uh, she is really great. And uh, I mentioned this before in my review of The Good House. Uh, the reason, the sole reason why I went to see that film, uh, and you can listen to my review of that in the archives was because of this film, Dave, because those two had such tremendous chemistry in this film, uh, that it made me go see the good house, uh, solely on how they work together in this film, because they are tremendous. And you, you see, uh, the relationship kind of develop, uh, between Dave and Ellen, uh, when it starts out, Ellen thinks that that's still Bill, and the fact that Bill is a philanderer and, and cheats on her regularly, you know, she has this animosity towards Bill. But uh, when she slowly warms up and finds out that this isn't her husband, that it's Dave, and that Dave is a good man who wants to do the right thing. And uh, you just see that chemistry develop and grow and just really just so, it's so cool to see that. And, and I feel like it's definitely one of the main uh, parts of this film that really just draws me into it. Um, Frank Langella, who plays uh, the chief of staff, Bob Alexander, very much a smarmy bad guy. Like he, he really just, I feel like embraces this role of being the villain of the film. And this is a guy who, you know, when I was growing up, he was known for being Skeletor in the really bad masters of the universe film. Uh, that was my first introduction to him. Uh, but this one was like really the, the, the film where I feel like that I appreciated him a lot more because he played this v- villain for lack of a better term of Bob Alexander because Bob I mean, Bob is really just wanting uh to become president and he's using all these schmarmy tricks and and deception and everything to to get where he wants to go and uh he is again just like Bill Mitchell is a diametrically opposed to Dave Kovac Bob Alexander is kind of the same way he's very much that 
uh, everything good that Dave is, Bob Alexander is the complete opposite of that. And I, I think that it shows that contrast there very well in the interactions that Dave has. And at first, Dave is you know, intimidated by the whole situation. And so he's very much complicit to what Bob wants. But as he kind of grows into uh, the role of being Bill Mitchell, uh, he kind of develops that backbone. And, and even more so when uh, he has Ellen alongside of him, he really kind of then stands up to Bob and kind of looks the bully in the eye, so to speak, and and, and, and stares him down and, and gets Bob to relent, even for just a moment. Uh, and even then, you know, Bob tries to one up Dave, but in the end, he, you know, he gets his comeuppance. And so really Frank, Franklin Gell is a great villain in this film. Uh, Kevin Dunn, who plays Alan, the press secretary, uh, who kind of goes along with what Bob's saying, but really he has a conscience, uh, unlike Bob does and really kind of feels for what Dave is going through and knowing that he's putting Dave in a really a tough situation, but, uh, works alongside of him. And I, I think that for me, this is Kevin Dunn, uh, his best role that I've seen, uh, or at least my favorite role of his that he's done. Cause I think he, he gives that sincerity of, yeah, I know I'm doing the wrong thing, uh, but I want to do right by that. And I get really when he gives the example of uh, running the red light to get your mother to the hospital and saying, you know, that the the country is your mother and you're driving the country to the hospital and using that example, it, it shows that Alan really has a heart as opposed to Bob who has no heart and only cares about himself. Uh, Laura Linney has a small role. I think this is one of her first roles, or at least a uh, decently credited role as one of uh, Bill Mitchell's secretaries. Who's the one that he has an affair with. And uh, she, you know, she's, she's only in a few scenes, but she does a really great job in it. Ving Rhames as Dwayne, the uh, head uh, Secret Service guy, one of his first major roles, and he is tremendous. He, to me, along with Kevin Klein and Scorny Weaver, are my favorite characters in the film because he is very much uh, stoic and no nonsense. But even as the film goes on, he warms up the more he's around Dave, and and even the the scene where they're talking about how. Dwayne kind of stands out in pictures. Dave points him out in various photos and talking about wearing a sweater or sweater vest and things like that. It just really is um, it kind of humanizes Dwayne as uh, not always that stoic guy. And uh, just really one of my favorite Ving Rhames performances. Th- this one and his role in the Mission Impossible series is my favorites of his. And so really just enjoying watching rewatching him again charles groden who plays murray uh the accountant who dave is constantly getting people to work for him from his temp agency uh this is probably my favorite role of his besides the great muppet caper uh i don't know why he just 
a lot of times he plays the smarmy guy, and here he kind of goes against type and plays kind of the sincere, uh, really just the best friend because he really is Dave's best friend, and he wants you know he he kind of looks out for Dave even even though it kind of is rough on him because he's trying to try and find work for all these people and sometimes that's not easy for him and uh, but really just. I almost feel like this is a goes against what he normally plays, and be, even because of that, I feel like this is my favorite role of his uh, between that and the Great Muppet Caper, uh, and, and then Sir Ben Kingsley plays Vice President Nance, uh, not in the film that much. Uh, uh, as I was rewatching it, he only comes in about twenty minutes left in the film, and he he has a couple key pivotal scenes. Uh, so he's not really in it a lot, but when he is in there, it it's important to the film, especially the back half of the film and, and what uh, kind of in it leads to the ending of the film. It's in, uh, I think that that really kind of what makes uh, Nance's character important is because for the majority of the film, obviously because he's the vice president, uh, he has to be away from the whole scene and that when he comes back, that's when kind of things really start to pick up because you have the whole instance of, you know, if the president is actually incapacitated, then the vice president is the one that should be in charge. So it's understandable that his character is gone for the majority of the film and only comes back for a little bit. But even in that little bit, uh, I thought that serving Kingsley did a great job uh, with his performance because again, Vice President Nance is a good guy. He's a good, genuine human being. And it, it almost feels like in another time and place, a Dave and uh, a, a Kovac Nance ticket would have been like super cool and, and really one that everybody could have gotten around and towards. And so, like I said, top to bottom, loved the cast. And you had a lot of cameos from politicians at the time television people even Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, had a cameo as himself because in the 90s uh, he was all about the presidential fitness thing and so really the cast is tremendous the music uh, I really love the score I, I feel like I never really noticed the score before until this time watching it but it really is a great score it really uh, helps to build to different scenes. It really kind of sets the tone for each of the scenes that come across. And really just, it's such a uh, really resonating score that for some reason I just never really noticed it until this time, that it really just plays very well. Uh, I thought the cinematography was uh, uh, was very good. Uh, rewatching it again, really seeing a lot of the sites, seeing the Capitol building, seeing the White House, seeing uh, uh, the Washington Monument, the Lincoln Memorial, all these different things, uh, the sites of D.C., uh, some of the shots I'm really impressed by because it doesn't feel like that it would be something that you could, uh, especially you could get away with today. I don't, uh, a lot of the aerial shots, I don't know if you could do that today, even, you know, 
with getting permission and everything. I just feel like that that would be something that would be very difficult to do, but it feels like it was just very easy for them to, uh, to film a lot of that stuff. And so it was very, it was very interesting and very cool to see. Uh, some of the things that I noticed for the first time as well during this rewatch are things that kind of stood out to me was the first thing was, was the dogs, uh, for some reason, I really didn't put two and two together of the dogs. Uh, there are a couple scenes with uh, the two dogs at the beginning of the film when he's getting off the helicopter. Uh, Bill Mitchell is with his wife. Uh, they're handed two dogs, and then they walk uh, into the White House, and then they're passed off. Uh, and then a later scene with when Dave is there, and he's playing with the dogs it kind of reminded me of, and I wonder if the filmmakers, if Ivan Reitman, the director, was thinking about or giving a nod to Queen Elizabeth II uh, because she always had her corgis and everywhere that she would go, she would take them you know, different places and such. And there were two of them that were typically kind of in that group. And so I wondered if that was a nod to that or not. It may not have been, but it just... That was one of the things that just kind of stuck to stuck in my head was uh, thinking about Queen Elizabeth and her corgis and how that that scene with those dogs kind of reminded me of that. Uh, it was funny too was when Dave uh, in the beginning of the film when it showed kind of his uh, impersonation skills at the local Chevrolet uh, dealership. He was wearing an American tie. Uh, in in kind of you know you know he was being the president and he was wearing an, uh, an American flag tie which was kind of funny. Uh, one of the things like I I don't think it really registered in my head or if I did I just didn't think about it. How did the Secret Service get into Dave's apartment? Like we see the scene where he's singing Oklahoma when he goes into his apartment. He grabs a beer. He turns around. Bam! There's Dwayne and the other guy, uh, uh, the other Secret Service guy in Dave's apartment, and they've been sitting there. And then they stand up, and Dwayne tells them about uh, the job that they need Dave to do. But how the Secret Service got into the apartment, or anything of that, doesn't make any sense. It's like it's one of those things where it's like I'm pretty sure that's like a violation of. <laughs> Uh, rights there, you know, that, but you know, you got to have the scene obviously. And it's just one of those things where it's like, it doesn't make sense that the secret service would have broken into a guy's apartment. Uh, but that, that's one of those things where it's like, I, you just don't really think about it until you think about it. And that's one of those times where rewatching it this time thought about, it, I was like, wait a minute, that doesn't make any sense, but, uh, you got to have the, the scene obviously to, to set things up. Uh, also when you have, uh, the scene of president Bill Mitchell at the dinner that he's speaking at, he walks into the hail to the chief, but it's funny when he's leaving, they're playing for, he's a jolly good fellow, which is ironic given the fact that president Mitchell was not jolly and was not a good fellow. Like he was very much a, stoic on a good day but 
most days probably, you know, kind of a jerk and not a good guy. And so it's funny that he was getting played out to for he's a jelly good fellow. Um, it also one of the scenes that, you know, obviously when you have a guy playing two different characters that are, that look the same, like Kevin Klein did, uh, I was very, very impressed with the scene where the president comes in, looks at Dave, see Dave is dressed exactly like him, uh, as they're kind of doing the exchange, uh, for Dave to, to go off and, uh, uh impersonate him, uh, for 93 to have the shot where they're showing essentially both characters in the same room, uh, interacting with one another is very impressive. And it's, uh, I'm pretty sure there's still, you know, even 93, I don't think there's CGI or anything like that. I think it's, uh, there's cuts that are done and I forgot how exactly it's cut in such a way, but you, to have those two interacting together, uh, was, was very cool. And, uh, it, it shows that you, you can get, a, you can do stuff like that even back then. And it looked very impressive and it looked very impressive even even by today's standards, it, it looks pretty impressive to to see Kevin Klein kind of interacting with himself and acting, you know, as Dave and as Bill, two different characters, two different personalities, and they both kind of come together and act, you know, very well there. Uh, obviously, you know, when you have a story like this. Uh, it's very much a nineties film. Like the premise of the film, everything that goes around it really can't be set in present day. There's so many different things. There's so many, uh, technology, uh, the press, every, uh, even just politics today. It, it really does feel like a film that's from a bygone era. And in some ways I feel like that, that almost makes this film even more special because of the fact that, uh, it, again, it has that sincerity. It has that charm. Uh, so even, you know, even though, you, you know, you feel it being the nineties with, uh, television, with, uh, with phones, cause there's not really cell phones here. There's, there's the fashion and, and everything that goes along with it. It very much feels like a nineties film and it doesn't feel like a film from today. But I think the, the emotions of the film, I think the heart of the film is one that's very timeless, even if the fact that it really is a, a film that's kind of set in the era of the 90s and of what it was of present day of that time period. Uh, one thing, too, that I thought was really cool, and I really didn't catch it before, uh, but this time around I did, was obviously when... Dave is acting as the president. He's doing all the presidential things, including throwing out the first pitch at Camden Yards uh, for the Baltimore Orioles game. Uh, and you know, obviously we see him throw a perfect strike. What I didn't notice before and didn't think about before was he has a glove. Dave has a glove in his desk uh, at his temp agency. And, and he even talks about M to Murray when he goes over there to help one of his uh, people that he was trying to get a job 
he asks Murray if he wants to go throw catch. So it, it shouldn't be a surprise when he is a president and he goes to throw that first pitch that he throws a strike because it's you know throwing baseball is something that he loves to do and it's something apparently that he's good at because he's able to make that first pitch uh, be very well. Um, I talked about the chemistry with uh, Kevin Klein and Sigourney Weaver. One of the best things about that, and again, something that during this rewatch I really noticed was the scene where Ellen later mentions about the fact that she, this was the scene where she notices how this is not the Bill Mitchell that she knows that it's somebody different was in the car on the way to the homeless shelter. Uh, you, you have that moment where just the nonverbals between the two uh, actors where she recognizes that this is somebody else. He, you know, you know, is kind of flustered because he has feelings for Ellen and just just the whole dynamic there. Again, it goes back to the great chemistry that these two actors have with each other and uh, why they they make this film what it is. And so, uh, really, just noticing that scene and then how it's referenced later when Ellen says that this was the moment where she realized that this wasn't Bill because Bill wouldn't look at her in that way, but Dave did. And so very cool to, to see it in this context. Very, very cool. Uh, one of the things I was wondering was, is Club Med still a thing? Because in the 90s, that you know, cl- everyone knew what Club Med was. It was a huge resort uh, place. And uh, you know, several times Dave mentions doing a skit with the president and the first lady at Club Med. And I just wondered, I was like, is Club Med still a thing? I don't think it is. Uh, So that's very much a 90s reference that I don't think uh, people today might necessarily get. But, you know, at the time, it was very, very topical, very proper, very on the minds of people. Uh, One of the things, too, that I love uh, and I quote regularly uh, comes from... uh, the character uh, that's giving the press, uh, giving the White House tour, uh, from and that's Bonnie Hunt who plays that character, and I think this is her first ever role, or or it's one of the first. And uh, always when I saw the scene and she's going, we're walking, we're walking, and she's talking about different things, and Bob Alexander goes to her and it's like, oh, and there's Bob Alexander, and we're walking, we're walking, and uh, I always from the first time I saw the film would regularly quote that. And so even, you know, to this day, whenever I'm on a uh, part of a tour or helping or walking somewhere, I'll start going, we're walking, we're walking just, just because of, uh, that scene in that film and this film. Another thing too, that I think is almost to the benefit of this film is we don't ever know what political party that Bill Mitchell is. Uh, It's never stated whether he's Democrat or whether he's Republican. Nobody knows. And I think that's a good thing because it just leaves it kind of neutral. And again, something that really doesn't fly today and because everything is uh, very partisan. Uh, And that was another thing that you could see in the 90s 
there's a lot more par- uh, bipartisanship. Uh, even with this film, you have different senators uh, from both parties that are have cameos in the film, and and they're both. Uh, a lot of them talk uh, you know, in the in the film are talking about the president in a pretty positive manner. Both parties doing that, uh, even if they don't necessarily agree, they still say nice things about him. So it gives off that we don't really know which uh, part uh, part of the aisle that uh, President Mitchell is, and I think that that's a good thing because. It leaves it to the imagination of, you know, is he a Democrat? Is he Republican? It doesn't really matter. He's the president of the United States and he works for, you know, everybody. And so I think that that's kind of a interesting thing that uh, this film does. And I think that it works uh, to the benefit of the film. Uh, like I said, overall, I love this film. It's one of my favorites. Uh, I loved rewatching it again. I love... I had a good time laughing again at a lot of the spots and the heartwarming moments really just resonated again. Uh, just a fun film. If you get an opportunity, uh, if you have seen it, rewatch it again. It, it, I feel like it really does stand out, stand up and stand out. Uh, it, you know, it is very much a nineties film, but I feel like the, the timeless aspects of it still resonate uh, very much so today. Uh, and if you've never seen it, it's it's definitely a film that's worth checking out. It's it's a good film. It's about two hours. It's worth your time. I feel like if you haven't ever seen it, definitely check it out. If you have seen it, rewatch it again because it, it has a definite rewatchability to it. Uh, so that's my thoughts on Dave. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, have you seen the film? Uh, have you seen it lately? Love to hear your thoughts on it. Uh, about this film or any film that you've been checking out of late. You can let me know your thoughts anytime by email, screennerdspodcast at gmail.com. You can always find us on Twitter at ScreenNerdsPod and tweet your thoughts there. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook. Just search out Screen Nerds Podcast, like the page, and share your thoughts. And if you get an opportunity, please rate and review and subscribe to the podcast, whether it's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Good Pods, Amazon Music, wherever it is that you get your podcasts. If you would, please rate and review and subscribe to the podcast. It lets people know that we're out there and that we are all about celebrating films and sharing that love with others and uh, hopefully growing this community together. And so uh, glad that you're a part of it. Hope that you'll let others know what we're doing here at the Screen Nerds Podcast. So again, thanks for joining me for this quick, well, this rescreen episode of Dave. My name is Michael Burgett, and we will catch you on the next episode.